Welcome to the Idiot Exclaiming Entertainment Extravaganza, only on GamingUncensored.com. Hey, what is up? Welcome to episode nine of E4 2023. Uh, I'm Tommy. Jamie sitting right here again. Another show with us in the same room. Isn't it great? It is great. It's taking us two days to get set up appropriately. <laughs> yes. Now we're set up and we have the rest of the day and part of tomorrow. Um, and, and I'm a little depressed because right now, today, we are totally and completely set up where we can just walk in, hit the button, and off we go. Now we need like three more days to yes. do stuff. Uh, <laughs> this so, is true. So, yeah, we're getting closer every day. Uh, this room looks unbelievable. You said earlier this is the cleanest this room has ever been. Yes. And I think living around you for the last 20 years has changed me a lot because since this room has gotten organized, I am having less facial tics and no Tourette's, really. Right. <laughs> uh, so I I feel better. The, the room is good. We're happy. Uh, the new screen is nice. Yeah. Uh, every everything's looking good. We yes. just need we just need another week to plug and and play some stuff. Yeah, uh, that would be great. But we have been able to play some stuff, which has been really nice. And so we uh, we spent a, a good chunk of time last night and this morning playing some Zelda. We talked about Diablo quite a bit yes. on this show that we did recorded yesterday. When you're hearing these in sequence, who knows? Make sure you get that show from yesterday. Uh, just FYI, because these two shows are coming out close to each other. So, um, yeah. uh, we played uh, spent some time playing um, Zelda which was uh, quite fun. I mean, we've talked about it a ton, and so no surprise there. But there is something that's that's enjoyable about being able to play a game like that in a room together yes. with each other and and having that experience of, of, you know, being able to banter and talk and that kind of stuff, which is not how we play Zelda yeah. most of the time. It, it, it really is. I, I don't think we can... Um, What's the word? Clarify is not the appropriate word, but I don't. I don't think we can punctuate enough how much being in the same room to play games, any game, matters to both of us. Yeah. Right. Like we're both set up to play the Diablo. We can play the Diablo. Over the internet, any time that we want to play Diablo. But yesterday was the most fun that either one of us has had playing Diablo since we got Diablo. For sure. Right? It's just the way we play games. And I know that there are people out there that are going, you guys are crazy, get a headset, it's not that hard. But there's just something different about sitting in the same room and and playing games and having a good time and and we got to watch about 45 minutes of an Astros game yesterday <laughs> which was a lot of fun also nice yes we just we just thoroughly enjoy doing things in the same room like we took a walk 
for lunch. <laughs> we walked like two miles to get some Asian food, which was not the original plan. But like, it it just makes things better. And I, I think either there's a bunch of people out uh, out there like us that grew up the way that we did that grew out of it or there's just something wrong with us. Yeah. Because I like, there's no comparison. Yeah, I agree. And I do think it's generationally different. Right. And I, I don't know this cause I don't know. Uh, I, I, I say that I do know quite a few like college age people cause I teach college age people. And so I right. don't know like a lot of like 13 to 17 year olds. But I know a lot of 18 to 24-year-olds. Right. And they're kind of, like, they're not like that in the same way we were because they have so many other ways to connect with each other. When we were young, we didn't have social media. We didn't have smartphones. We didn't, we could call each other. Right. But that's not fun for, I mean, like, some people. We did. Fun. But, like, th- that's not what I did growing up, like, to chat with my friends. We went and hung out and played video games together. Like, that's what we did to hang out. And that was the only option we had to like talk to each other. Like there just wasn't like we couldn't like message each other or anything like that. Like we had to just go hang out. And so there is, I think, something for us and how we grew up that's just embedded in like, oh, this is how we're supposed to hang out. All this other newfangled tech that's happened since then is great. It's nice. And it helps. But the way we're supposed to do it is like this. And I don't think that translates necessarily to people who are, are younger than us at this point. But, and and I, even going out for lunch, I I got the weirdest deja vu about the first time that I went over to your house, yes. walking from campus to your place, which was quarter mile, half mile. Right. Like, it was the weirdest deja vu. <laughs> us, us, like, just riding, you know, like, walking along the street. like. And I said to you, I think we've done this before. And and that was when we were kids growing up. I remember it was a big deal to like walk over to the Sonic or to the Homeland to pick up bags of candy, yeah, or to the Blockbuster. Like that that was what you did. You got out on your bike, and me in my case, and my power wheelchair, and and you went somewhere. And you usually did it as a group. Like, that's the way it was. Yeah. And I I, I said to you, we got back uh, to my house. It's like 9,000 degrees outside. It is hot. And, and we, had, we had no business really being out, but I didn't mind because we got out, got some sunshine, got some exercise. You got some exercise. I got to ride. <laughs> right. Um, but like it it really was thoroughly enjoyable. And I said when we came back in the house, I was like, I think we're gonna have to do that regularly. Yeah. Uh, because I would rather do that than uh Sit around. Again, it's the way we used to do things. Yeah, exactly. And so and that's been fun. It's been a good time getting to do um, that kind of stuff. So um, so all that said, uh, any thoughts on on Zelda at this point? So we just did. So for, for context here, for everybody who's playing Zelda, uh, we just did the Lightning Temple. 
the Gerudo village and and getting rid of the sand and all that kind of stuff. And and I I know I felt this way, and I I, I know you're going to agree with me, but I'll go ahead and say um, that that has been the most enjoyable campaign part of the game so far. Like the we've done two temples before that. We did the the fire temple and the wind temple temple, and they were both fine and a, an improvement over what the beasts were in uh, Breath of the Wild. But this one actually, like, it is as much felt like a Zelda dungeon to me as anything has, and has by far had the most challenging boss fight, and and in that way, the most entertaining boss fight. That that one just felt really good. <laughs> it's <clears throat> it's not even close. I mean, like that temple is not even close to what we have seen before. It's fantastic. It's really well built. And um, we're we're going through this section, which took a couple hours this morning, and I thought, you know, this this is the most well put together section so far, and I've complained on this show ad nauseum about the what they voiced and what they didn't, and I'm telling you for the <laughs> last time. If they would just have voiced everything, this may be as close to a perfect game as we have ever played. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the, the the voicing stuff, as you mentioned, is obnoxious as all <coughs> get out. Because it, it is voiced at just random times, especially when you're going through the temples. Like there's a lot more voicing during those. But it just proves that they obviously could have done more voicing Again, I understand the rationale they're going to give for not doing that with space considerations and all of that, but they could have. They could have figured out a way to do it. They made the decision to to compromise there. And to be fair, whatever else they compromised, we might have complained about too. Um, but that one just feels off. And and even like playing Diablo, where like even just random interactions are voiced, you know, like having the main dialogue of the game in Zelda be 90% unvoiced. Just, it just feels weird. It's just weird. It just it's seems weird. like something that shouldn't be in, in 2023. No, it, it, it's and, legit. Like the only serious complaint I have about the game, everything else I adore about the game. That one, it irks me. I mean, there are things, uh, about how last night was interesting. Because if you listen to last night's show, you know we had a studio audience. Well, our studio audience hung out for a while after we got done here. Yes. And it was really interesting. He didn't think I was paying attention because I was back and forth and doing things and and whatever. But it was really interesting to hear the conversation between the two of you as a guy that really doesn't, play video games a lot. He said he was going through Valhalla right now. Yeah. That's where he was spending most of his time. But I thought his questions were really interesting. Yes. And the questions that he asked, because Zelda is not this particular game, Tears of the Kingdom, is not your average video game. And just listening to the two of you talk, it was clear to me that he, even just looking at it, never really uh, having seen it or played it, 
he knew that this was something different uh, relative to what's out there. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it, it was really fun to talk to him about the game specifically because he's played Zelda games like a long time ago and right. that kind of stuff. And, and as you mentioned, he's playing Valhalla now, which is not all that different in kind of the macro picture. Right. But just to be like totally into like all of the little things, like that's what he kept talking about was like, oh, the like the rain making the rocks slick when you climb. That's such a cool little feature. Or right. and I told him about like you can get struck by lightning. He's like, that's nuts, you know. And just yeah. like all these little things. And what I told him that I I don't know that I've articulated about Zelda until that moment, but it's very true about Zelda. It's like it's just a game of all those cool little things. Yeah. Like what makes it brilliant is his attention to detail and how much of those just cool little random elements that you go, oh, somebody thought about that exist in this game that don't exist in a lot of games. Like we take it for granted playing Zelda in a lot of ways, but there's just a lot of games that don't have those same kind of uh, cool little details. Uh, <laughs> and Zelda just has them in spades <coughs> and it's, you know, like we miss them. I'm sure there are like, Things that you and I would go, holy crap, that's such a cool little detail that we've not found in the game that right. we haven't encountered. We may never encounter, you know, like there are things that we're going to miss because the game's so huge and so deep in that way, uh, which makes it super cool. It, it really is really entertaining. And, and it was nice to <sighs> sit and again, listen to you talk to a guy that doesn't, this is not his hobby. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's something that he does on occasion. Like, this is what we do. Yeah. This is our hobby. It's going to be our hobby until we die. And I think that's when you know you have a really great title in Tears of the Kingdom when somebody else looks at it and goes, Wow. Yeah. You know? Somebody who's not a, a big gamer, you know, is in the world, but doesn't play a lot of games, but knows enough to appreciate what's cool about it. And then, yeah, even just watching in the middle of the game, like we didn't do anything. Like literally, <laughs> we yeah. got to talk about this quest really quick uh, that if you found it, you'll you'll remember it because it's so absurd. <laughs> uh, we found this quest that like there's just this dude on top of a mountain without any clothes on. <laughs> that's like, I challenge you to an endurance test. And it's like you just stand on top of this rock without any clothes on in the cold and see if you can outlast him. And then you do the exact same thing in the heat and see if you can outlast him. And you can use like uh, 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 meals. And so it's a pretty easy thing to do if you come prepared, but like literally you're just sitting there and passing like 10 hours of game time, which is not like, insignificant. It's, it's like 20 minutes. Yeah. I like mean, all, total. We were just sitting there looking at the screen. Like what do we, we do here? We're just watching. And that is like a really dumb quest, right? Like it's just a dumb quest, but like, it's still compelling in Zelda for some reason. And he sat there and watched at least the first half of it. It's when we decided to do it again. I was like, I, I peace out guys, yeah. uh, which I understand. Uh, but uh, it does go to show just like even like it was to me, like that little quest was the developers like saying, we got you and we know we have you so much so that we can make you just sit here and stare at the screen for 20 minutes and you're going to like it. And 
you got to pay for it. Right. You're, you're <laughs> going you're gonna to put, put down your 50 rupees and you're going to stand there for 20 minutes and you're going to think you're having fun. Yes. Um, and they yeah. were correct. It was fun. It was ridiculous, but it was a good time. And, and yeah. I... It's and it's those little things going back to the original conversation about playing games together. I've spent hours and hours and hours watching you play this thing on YouTube, and there's something like that every day. That if we were in the same room, there there would be discussion about it. as obnoxious as we have been about Tears of the Kingdom on this show, it would be so much worse if I was going over to your house every other day and we were putting in three to four hours, you know, every other day playing this in the same room. You got you guys would have to hear so much more in-depth crap from us if that was happening. So I guess be thankful uh, because it really is just, an ongoing discussion of, hey, look at this, or try this, or, you know. Yeah, for sure. And again, it's what makes it brilliant and why we keep playing it. So um, all that said, we do got a little bit of news to talk about here because we need something to talk about. So uh, there's been a little bit happening. I mean, honestly, it's just a kind of dead time of year again because we had all the news happen in June and early July. Uh, this kind of end of July, early August right now is pretty dead where Gamescom is coming up and and then big releases after big releases in the next three months. And so we're going to have lots of gaming news coming up. But it's a few things floating around and because we're talking uh, Zelda and specifically uh, Nintendo uh, in that context, uh, we're starting to get some details, some hints of what the next console may be from, uh, from Nintendo because let's be honest, they're kind of due. Even though playing Zelda, other than the fact that it's not voiced, is the technical limitation. Let's be clear. There are technical limitations to the Switch, and one of them is that they didn't voice Zelda because of, I'm sure, considerations for space, for technical limitations. And so there are technical limitations to the console, even as much fun as we're having with one of the greatest games ever made. That would be improved with, you know, better hardware and more storage space and all that kind of stuff. And so what we know at this point about the next switch or whatever it is, whatever they decide to call it is very little other than they seem to be planning to do a very similar thing where they will have a device that's both portable and dockable that, that I feel like um, this is the future of portable gaming devices. I, I have a hard time seeing a like dedicated portable gaming device for the most part. We have a Steam Deck sitting here in front I of us. I was about to, <laughs> right. was about is, to bring uh, that into the conversation. Because which is a, a good point. Uh, but it also is dockable, and you can put it on a screen, and you can have all that stuff. And even though you probably won't play your Steam Deck in docked mode all that much, you have that option. I, w- I would really love to try it on that screen. It would be cool just to, just to see it, um, for sure. Um, we should get a dock for it. Just never even thought about it. So we'll have to do that next time to see what it looks like docked. Because I don't have a dock for it, because all I use it for is portable mode. But um, it can obviously do a docked mode, as the Switch also can do portable and docked mode. I play the Switch almost all the way docked. Uh, I play some games portable on the Switch, but most of what I play on the Switch is is docked. And and it, it makes sense. Like, there's no reason at this point we spend some time looking at Cyberpunk on the Steam Deck 
And it looks fantastic. It doesn't look as good as it's going to look on, you know, a 4090 running on a blazing fast PC, but it looks really good in, in, on a Steam Deck. And, and that thing has enough power to produce a AAA game, which when you scale it up to a big TV, probably won't look as nice, but probably will still look decent. And that's got what the Switch is, right? Like Zelda looks phenomenal on your yes. screen. Like it is obviously, you know, like it's, it's 1080p it's running at 30 frames per second it is you know not doing the things that we consider you know kind of uh current technology as far as graphical prowess goes and i don't care for a second right it like matter. it never it crosses my mind Duff. that there is anything lacking in this game from a visual perspective Duff, we love you buddy but you need to change your perspective because that's one thing that he and I have have debated about, debated about. Like he doesn't like the look of it. He doesn't like the feel of it. I'm watching a, a Saturday morning cartoon in 1080 <laughs> Yeah, it's, I I would much rather be playing Elden Ring. Like why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? And 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 I get it. I understand it. I like. I now have three, count them, three 4K TVs in my house. But I didn't buy any of those televisions because they were 4K. Like, the, 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 the technology is awesome, right? But until we have content and you don't have to spend eight thousand dollars to get all your content in 4k which is what you're doing now every streaming service hey upgrade would be <laughs> like until that is not a thing anymore yeah 4k really doesn't matter that much like i i i okay so you played diablo on the ps5 yesterday yeah um and i played on the mac and it's 4K, it's gorgeous, it's all that. But I hated the interface. I hated it. Yeah. Uh, and 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 I know that has less to do with it being 4K and more to do with it being on the PlayStation. But the the interface just it's all smudged over in a corner <laughs> and like. Like I was like, ooh, it's 4K, but the interma- the interface is all but like that ruins it for me. I'm like, you can you can talk about how crisp and clean everything is, but if your interface is screwy, you turn me off. I don't care. Put me back in 1080p and let's go. Yeah. Um Th- there's definitely the the argument being design is more important than fidelity. Like you can have great design and great fidelity, and that's the dream. That's what we want to accomplish. Yes. But like just putting out something but, pretty that doesn't function well. Let me good. just ask you this: am, do, do you agree, or am I just being am I just being me? I know uh, about Diablo, you're absolutely yeah. just being curmudgeonly and you. <laughs> like yeah. that's not a thing. But the the point is valid. Like the idea that there's that there's not 
just like make it pretty and it's going to be great uh that that's all that matters you know like you do need good user interface you do need good uh uh, uh controllability within you know whatever you're doing in a game and that's you know be yeah. it menu systems or or combat or or dialogue and, and or like whatever. i said the only issue that i have with the other one is is the is the ui the the ui on the ps5 it's just I. You can't, it's different. It's yeah. not that. That's what you you're used to one way, and it's not the way well, that it is over there. I, I I think really, and I actually had this thought because we're sitting at this desk, which I'm going to leave here. Because, it's great, isn't it? Because yeah, it's <laughs> fabulous. Um, because I think, and and I would not have thought this until yesterday, but I think I'm gonna get a wireless keyboard and mouse set it up here, have Diablo or Starfield or whatever yeah. up on the screen with the PC interface that I'm used to. I think it will look so much better. Like, I would just love to test it while you're here because I think the interface would play so much better on but, that But you're screen. not complaining about the screen. You're complaining about the interface of a console game yes. versus the interface yes. of a PC game. Absolutely. That has nothing yes. to do with 4K I, or fidelity. Right. Or I'll give you else. that. <laughs> I have no issue with with the 4K. The game's beautiful. Right. What That's I'm, where I'm saying you're just being curmudgeony because what you're complaining about is that it's on a console. Right. And it has to be designed for a console, which is never how you would play it. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Right? I, I, <laughs> like I mean, you like, would have never had that experience. Look. Look, here's the thing. Let let me let me let me specify. <laughs> Diablo in 4K is gorgeous. It's mm. fantastic. It ran fast. You went everywhere. You're right. My whole thing is the interface. I hate the interface. I'm going to feel the same way. But this is what I'm going to say to you about the interface. Is you've never played Diablo on a console with that interface. Like you just saw it and it's like, oh, that's different than what the PC interface so, is. Okay, so what what you're saying is you've been playing it for 30 levels and you're okay with it. Of course, because you get used to it and it is what it is. Like Okay. I and I played it on PC too, just to be clear. Like I played the demo on PC. I didn't play yeah. it or the beta on PC or whatever. But you, know, you just have to design things different for a console. Like right. you don't have a keyboard and so you don't have the same shortcuts. You don't have the same ways to get around stuff. And so you you it's just a different experience. Like I don't think one UI is better or worse than the other. The PC UI wouldn't translate well to the P PS5, and the PS5 UI wouldn't translate well to the pc right and like that's what matters that's what i'm saying is it's the design element that's the key is that whatever it is has to fit how you're playing it i i feel like the pc ui would look fabulous on that screen of course because the screen doesn't matter right that's what i'm saying you don't have a problem with how the ui looks as in what it visually is right like it looks great still like the yes. ui looks great it's just in a different place yeah, like that's the problem that you're intimating, right? right. <laughs> like it's different Absolutely. than what it is otherwise. Absolutely. It's not that the UI doesn't look good; it's just that it's set up differently because of a different place. Okay, so but it would look fabulous on there because this UI looks fabulous on there too. Other than the fact that it's different than what it is on the PC. Okay, so now the next part of that question is: You're right. You played both. Uh, you're obviously comfortable with the controller in your hand. Um, 
you you're not you have no reason right now or well you have enough PC. But, <laughs> I do. But, but you have you have no reason to go pick up Diablo 4 on the PC. Um I'm assuming that that you're okay enough playing it on the controller that you have no desire to I mean when it came out sure. we we talked about that you would pick up a copy eventually for various reasons or whatever. Right. But are you comfortable enough with the the PlayStation controller that you're like, ah, I can live with this. Yeah, for sure. But but this is a thing and I think this is worth mentioning, um that I'm just kind of processing right now as we're kind of talking about this. The character I'm playing, we talked a lot about the 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 characters we have and yeah. whatever we're playing to record some footage of us playing Diablo. And so Later. you can find that on Patreon yeah. if you want to support us, by the way, you gotta say Patreon guys here in just a second. Um, but let me finish my thought before I lose it. <laughs> the the play style that I'm playing in Diablo 4 right now with uh, a Twisted Blades focus rogue, which is uh, essentially you have this ability where you need to uh, attack a guy and then you need to move away from that guy quickly and put a lot of enemies in between you. And you get like these blades that fly out of the first guy and fly through all the other guys and does crazy tons of damage. But all that to say, the play style is to be moving constantly. Yeah. to be getting around the map very, very fast. And the way that you do that is with a couple of abilities. There's a dash ability the rogue has. There's your evade that every character, I think, has. Uh, that that You have a couple of different ways to do that. And that works phenomenally well on a controller. Like that kind of character, I wouldn't think I would do well at all mouse and keyboard. On the flip side of that, if I was playing a necromancer or even a barbarian, I think, I think I would still prefer a mouse and keyboard for I, most I, of those play styles. Like that's the brilliance of it. And even on PC, because you can just plug in a PlayStation 5 controller or whatever controller you have laying around for the most part. And you can do it on PC too. Like you don't have to choose. You don't right. have to say one is better than the other. You can say I prefer a controller for this play style and I prefer mouse and PC for or yeah, for a mouse and keyboard for this play style. The one limitation you have on a console is you don't have the choice. Right. You just gotta play with the controller. And so yeah. it is what it is. But I mean, I'm loving it. I'm <sighs> I'm digging every second of Diablo. And I thought it would be very, very strange to play it on a controller. And after about five minutes, I was over that. Like yeah. it feels natural. I know what I'm doing with it. Like the only thing that I don't like with the controller, and it's it is a Diablo issue, but it's not kind of, is that you're just with two sticks, like Diablo does have a camera adjustment. You can't swing yeah. the camera around. Everything's fixed perspective. And I just find myself like instinctively moving the right analog stick yeah. to try to move the camera because every other game does that because that's how they work. And Diablo doesn't do that. And and that's not a knock on Diablo because like Diablo's always been that way. That's the way we expect Diablo to be. It'd be weird if they did it some other way. Yeah. But it's just holding that controller with that right stick that you know does this thing with every other game and it doesn't yeah. here is weird. And so so let's shift off of that and let's talk about the same conversation with the fact that Duff wants us both to play Starfield on the PC. Yep. Do you think if you picked it up on the console that you would feel, I mean, for, you're playing Cyberpunk, I mean, mostly 
controller, aren't you? I mean, yes. Uh, even when I played on PC, I played yeah. mostly controller, and obviously on the Steam Deck, it's controller. So right, not and, entirely, but mostly. Like I kind of go back and forth between mouse and keyboard. But and and so I assume, regardless of if if you end up with a nice right. new AMD rig. Uh, the the may have hinted at the other night. Yes. Um, I I assume you're, you're gonna stick with that, probably. Of course, and and honestly, for Starfield, the biggest consideration of why I would not play it on a console or choose not to play it on a console if I have a choice is mods. mods. Yeah, yep. it is. I mean, that's just that's just the fact of it. But that's the game, uh, and that to me is a bigger deal than anything else we've talked about here. Even because you get better performance on a high-end PC, like you're going to get better, you know, uh, 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 frame rates and you get uh, better ray tracing and fidelity and that kind of stuff, depending on how powerful your PC is. Now that scales, obviously, whereas a console, you get what you get. Um, It doesn't really change if you're playing it on the Xbox, which, by the way, that's the other thing about Starfield. It's not coming to the PlayStation 5. So we don't have an option to play it on the PlayStation 5. So it's either uh, play it on the PC or go get a console. Um, right. And, and that's still a conversation we got to figure out between now and, and a month or so from now. But um, all that to say that uh, those things being equal, I would almost prefer any game on a PC. Yeah. But you're, you know, having to pay for the cost of that PC to make it run. And then you have to keep up with technology and yeah. uh, down the road and so on and so forth. And so it's just a just a different experience, obviously. But given my druthers, I'm going to play a lot of things on PC if I have that ability. But having a PlayStation 5 and having, you know, the same options, I'm going to play a lot of stuff on PlayStation 5 too. Diablo is the first one that has kind of broken that for me, right? right? Like that's the one where I have gone against what I have done for my whole life, basically, ever since I've had gaming PCs. And I'm like, this is okay. This isn't the worst thing in the world. I'm living with this. And so I may make that decision on other games in the future. I don't know. I think... I would build the same way if my hands work. Exactly. Um, <laughs> That's obviously a, a consideration there. Um, and so, Duff, I want you to hear, he has not gone to the dark side. <laughs> not completely. He's not there. He's not. Just kind of drifting. Like, I'm yeah. an early Anakin right now. Yeah, I'm just kind of starting to feel my feels a little bit. <laughs> yeah. If, I tell you what, if you ever walk into this house with a ventilated mask, I'm going to, like, uh, then it's over. Going to be a little worried. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, look, I'm really frustrated that we did not get to put together a new PC this week. Right. I it, And part of it, it's not because I don't have any games to play. It's not because, you know, I have to have it right now or the world's going to end. It, it's because it's doing that and having, having that is something that we genuinely love. I don't know how we grew up the way we grew up because... Both of us started on consoles because consoles were what they were. And I didn't have any money and you didn't have any money. Right. And, and and so like we both did that. And somewhere along the way we stumbled into a PC. And I don't think I will ever get to the point 
where I don't, I don't want to say have to have, but where I don't desire to have both. Yeah. Okay. Like, does that make sense? For sure. Yeah. I, I think um, totally so. And it's just, it's different experiences and, and you get different games, you get different play styles, you get different stuff, you know, and there's games that work better one way and games that work better the other way. And, Kind of is what it is. On that, I'll tie this back into to some of our show notes that we're talking about. Uh, a game that just released that is getting... Oh, pause. Let me stop for just a second because I pulled this up to remind myself. Thanks to the Patreon guys before <laughs> I forget. We'll get back to that in just a second. Cabbage, Jose, Dark, Duff, Josh, Hector, Spider, Spencer, Kavash, Chad, Zeke, Chris, Brigham, uh, Sam, Andrew, Luik, Logan, and Liz. Uh, thank you all so much uh, for your support. Again, you can see video of uh, this episode plus some extra video that's coming from our time together uh, that'll be posted over uh, on the Patreon. If you want to support us, go to GamingUncensored.com and click that Become a Patron link uh, there near the top of the page. Thank you, folks, for providing part of the money for this room that we have. Yes. Uh, this room is not complete. We need more money because there's more stuff that we want to do. <laughs> yes. But but this is the closest that we have come thus far to having a, a, a permanent recording space uh, that we can just walk in the door, sit down, and turn on the mics. Yeah. And th that's the goal. That's where we're going to get. And we're a lot closer than we were two days ago. Yes, which is a, a wonderful thing. So thank you all very much. Um, that said, the uh, the game I was mentioning is uh, Baldur's Gate 3, which is officially released. It's been in early access. So lots of people have played it in, in some capacity before now. But the official release uh, on PC is out. This is, for purposes of the segue from the previous conversation, this is one of those games that is a PC game to me, too. You think? Right? Like, it just, the the kind of tactical nature of, of you know, the I mean, I totally game. agree, but... I, I really, yeah. I mean, I think it probably works fine on console, but given my druthers, I'd rather play Baldur's Gate on PC. But all that to, to bring up to an interesting topic here that I didn't realize until I was looking at information about Baldur's Gate release. It is out on PC now. It's coming out on PlayStation next month. It will not be out on Xbox consoles for probably a minimum of four months after that. And the reason is really fascinating. I kind of want to get your thoughts on it. It's not because there's any kind of, of uh, exclusivity deal between uh, uh, who makes Baldur's Gate? You know, that game uh, Larian Studios. Yes. Is the developer. Uh, there, there's no like uh, uh, exclusivity deal there. It's that there is a requirement for games that release on Xbox to run the same on the Series S and the Series X. Obviously, there are, are uh, ways that they're not going to be the same, mostly in, you know, fidelity things that the Series S isn't going to do 4K and, and whatever. Like, the, those things are where you can compromise. But features-wise, and this is where the, the catch is, apparently, with Baldur's Gate, uh, features-wise, it has to be the same game. You can't cut content out of a Series S version of a game for technical reasons and larian studios apparently is not able to get baldur's gate currently to run on a series s and so it can't release on the series x either because microsoft has this 
rule that it has to release on both and it has to release with the same features and, and playability and all of that kind of stuff. And so they're confident they're going to be able to get it fixed and release it on the Xbox or whatever. But that's the first time that I can think of of hearing that happening with a game. And Baldur's Gate, while it's not going to sell millions and millions of copies probably um it's gonna sell a lot uh maybe a few million copies uh but it's not gonna be zelda we're gonna talk about zelda or could have talked about zelda selling like 20 million copies at this point but Baldur's gate isn't gonna be that um but it's gonna sell a chunk of, of title uh units and it is getting great reviews apparently it is very good which is very encouraging to me i'm very happy about that yeah, good Baldur's gate sounds amazing to me um and so it's a very good game that has a very dedicated fan base and is going to sell a decent amount of units that is not out on the Xbox right now because of this issue with this kind of two-tier console system that Xbox is doing. So I can't believe we're going back to this discussion because we've had this discussion for two, year, two years now. And, and here we go again. Um, if we went to the mall right now and walked into game, uh, GameStop and asked if they had a Series X, I'm not sure what the answer would be. I know they have tons of S's. Like, you can throw a rock right. and hit a Series S at this point. Um... They're they're easy enough to find. The X's are still harder to find. You got your phone there. Why don't you Google while I'm talking through this? Because the point that I'm about to make is I really think having a less powerful version of your console and then like the one that you want that has all the juice available is a mistake. Right. And and it's it's more than just being askew. Like Sony yes. Sony has done eight zillion skews and thin playstations and 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 rectangular playstations and squared. <laughs> like there's eight zillion PlayStation skews. It, it, just to pause you for a second, isn't it wild that there hasn't been a new PlayStation 4 SKU yet? It's or very five a uh, five skew. Yeah. Yes, there has been PlayStation Four skews, but PlayStation Five skews like that is really weird for Sony not to have a new one out yet. That well, you know what you know what the new one is. It's going to be the Spider Man Two skew because I right. That. I'm not saying that right. Those are just you know aesthetics, but actually a different physical design. Yeah, I it. agree. Yeah, anyway, um, sorry to interrupt you there. It's just I, I was just like point. like the the. I get the whole excuse thing, but this is way like this isn't that because this is not that this is not a minor difference of what the ability of the consoles is. They are significantly different power wise. Yes, the Series X has more RAM, has more processing power, has more graphical power. Like it just is a beefier console, and I, the look, fact that developers are limited to the lower spec to get games out on the higher spec console to compete with the PlayStation five. Like I love that the series S exists. I, I think it's great that they did this. And I like, we've talked about from the very beginning with the series S, I think it would make the best streaming rig. Like that would be great. 
and that you could play games locally too if you wanted to and and there are some games that you may choose to play that way but to be able to stream games on it, all that kind of stuff that you still get you know uh, more of the kind of graphical prowess and all that stuff with it would be fun but this idea that microsoft has this requirement like larian is talking about how they've been lobbying microsoft to drop these requirements and how lots of other studios have too and i'm with them like you just can't yeah. expect to have the same abilities and features on that lower spec console with what games are today like you got to figure that you could say you could get all the features if you play it streaming off of xbox cloud on the series s or if you buy it on the series s here are the the compromises you're going to make with it well and my thing is our life would be a whole lot easier right now if i had gone out and bought an x and put it right there and all we had to do was plug the controller in and off we go. And you have access to Game Pass and you have access to everything. The reason that you and I both have not torn the country apart looking for an Xbox is because I knew from day one, putting aside what you're saying about streaming, because you are totally correct, 100%. I, I I knew from day one that if I was going to buy one console, I wanted it to be able to do everything. And and you can make the point that this is the first time that this has happened. And but if we had bought a Series S and we had the accessibility controller set up right here, and we done all this, and the new PC didn't exist. And I figured out that I couldn't play Boulder's game on it. I'd be pissed. Yeah. I'd be pissed. Yeah. Okay. And so. But let me ask you this question because this is the situation that it's in. Either so you you can't play Baldur's Gate on the Series S, but it still gets released for the Series X, or it doesn't get released on either one of them. Like, you know, like that's the that's the thing here. And to have the expectation of that i don't i i hear what you're saying of because you're making the argument for why microsoft has the the policy in the first place right because you'd be pissed if you bought an xbox and you can't play a game that's being released on an xbox because you got the wrong one makes total sense but if that's keeping the game from being released on either of them that's a problem too i don't know what the solution to it is okay so but let's let's back this up a little bit the the S and the X are the first consoles that I know of that you and I in the history of this show haven't gone all over this town or all over the city of Richmond looking for. Uh, I I think it's the first console that we just haven't. Yeah, you I know. To be fair, I don't think we did that with the Xbox One either, though, right? No, you're right. We, we never because like, we had PCs. Exactly. Right. And that's the thing with Microsoft is we're like we have PCs, whatever. Right. Now our PCs are getting older. We're in the process of of upgrading PCs and getting new PCs, and it's still at that point of like uh, Xbox, whatever. Yeah. Right. But there's a lot of people that don't PC game that and look, are Xbox people, and and I get like you're absolutely <laughs> right. I would be pissed if. That was the only way I played games, and I wanted to play Baldur's Gate, and it came out on the Series X, but not the Series X. And look, I and I would like for this show 
to have an ex. It would make sure. our it would make our lives a whole lot easier in a lot of <laughs> make ways. Make us feel a little bit more legit. Like you you would just plug the accessibility and con- accessibility controller in and off we go. Like yeah. it's that simple. But and and so you're right, it makes us less legit because we don't own one. But the reason we don't own one is a Microsoft thing. Like if 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 I'm going to buy one be, because of this thing right here, and if, if it happens once, it's probably going to happen again. Although I will say, Baldur's Gate is a big enough title that somebody at Microsoft is probably going, "Oh crap, we got to do something about this." That, yeah, that that can't happen. Um, I I really if um. And it goes back to the other part of this conversation, which is availability of these consoles. That's is, yeah, I, you know, I didn't look up. You're not gonna have a problem getting an X right now. It doesn't look like they're in stock places. I think we've gotten past that hurdle finally. So I, I guess what I'm saying is that it's it's a weird place to be because we don't have any qualms about owning console, PC, Switch, Steam Deck, whatever gaming thing you can find, we got no yes. particular bias towards any of it. And it's just weird to, here we are four years later and we don't have any sort of an Xbox. And, and here's why, I mean, I, I, because we've had PCs and because, you know, I'm not going to say that I knew something like this was going to come up because I didn't, but my whole thing was if I'm going to buy a Microsoft console, I want the biggest, baddest one I can get, even if it's not necessary right now. And, and I think, um, and the sales may argue with me, I, I just say stuff. So this may not be true, but but I think they might have shot themselves in the foot a little bit with these two different versions, and and you can take the Steam Deck as an example. Like there's like three different skews of the Steam Deck, but really the major dis- the major difference between those three versions is storage space. I mean, sure. right? Am I incorrect? There? There's a so, little bit of, of power difference, but right. mostly storage space. Right. So I I really feel like, you know, here we are, what, three, four, almost five years later, I s- still feel like the two consoles were probably maybe a mistake. Even given the arguments that you made earlier yeah. about it being the perfect streaming rig. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely hear that point. Um, but because I did just say I think it's a good idea. <laughs> if it did, we're talking through it. I'm going, but I could see how, like you said, Microsoft kind of shot themselves in the foot with it too. That like it's one of those conceptually really good ideas that has practical uh ramifications that you don't anticipate like this i'm sure when they were planning this out they weren't like oh baldur's gate's not going to release on our series x because we they can't get to run on the series s that's too bad 
Like, I'm sure they were just like, oh, yeah, people be able to figure it out. Like, it's the power differences are mostly going to be counteracted by, you know, the the visual difference between it. You don't need as much processing power because you're not pushing out a 4K signal. And so whatever, like that's it seems obvious that they're going to work around that. But they're not like it's obviously that that that's not happening the way that they at least told themselves at some point that they anticipate it would. And the the interesting thing about it to me is that when the PlayStation Access controller comes out, I think that's what that thing is called. Yeah. Um, you and I are gonna go out. We're gonna go to the store. We're gonna put down money to to buy a PS5 for this house because this show has one. It lives at your house. It's going to continue to live at your house, and I'm going to go buy a PlayStation 5 to use with the access controller. That's a question that Chad had for me the other night when I called him on his birthday. By the way, he's a year older and and uh, and we're younger than him and we're happy about that. Um, but that's what he asked me. He's like, if, if somebody sends you the access controller, you're going to pick up a PlayStation. I was like, dude, the second that thing comes out, I'm going to get a PS5. Period. And yeah. no discussion. Doesn't matter if the thing doesn't really even work. <laughs> like I I'm I'm going to if if we get it and that controller doesn't work for me, if we buy it and it doesn't somehow there's some way that I can't use it, I'm still gonna spend the money to buy a PS5 and buy that controller to support that effort, even though it doesn't maybe necessarily doesn't fulfill my needs perfectly. And and I wish that um I wish that I felt that way about Microsoft. I don't. Yeah. It is it's just fundamentally different. It won't be a it, there will be no hesitation when that thing comes out and we have one, that's the first place we're going is to pick up a PS5 for this room. Yeah, and and rightfully so. Like it just makes sense in a way that Microsoft hasn't made sense. By the way, I was just looking it up to see um, what sales numbers are, and and understandably so, <laughs> Microsoft does not post the the numbers between well, the S and they X. Don't. But they have given the total numbers, which are around twenty million units at this point, comparatively to thirty million plus units of of PS fives. Um, and so take from that what you will, but. At least a, a sizable portion of the sales that Microsoft has made of the combined Series S and X uh, uh, sales have been Series S consoles. That there's a lot of people that bought a Series S that they couldn't get an X because they couldn't get an X, or because they didn't want to pay the extra money for a 4K device when they don't have a 4K screen or that it's a, you know, I'm buying this for my kids and so I want the cheaper option or whatever right. it is. Like there's lots of rationales why you would buy the Series S over the Series X. And so I, we can only speculate because again, obviously Microsoft's not going to tell us this because it's not going to look good at them no matter what the answer is here. Like there's always going to be a bad way to spin it. But those numbers, that 20 million number, without the Series S, is lower. They don't sell more units if they only released one console. They would be lower. Now, how much lower, we don't know. But they obviously had 
production issues with the with both consoles, but the Series S was available much earlier on, as you mentioned, than the Series yep. X was. Um, and so that's one way they kept up kind of pace is just having consoles out there. Um, and so like is it 5 million, 10 million difference? Like, is it sold 50, 50? You know, I have no idea. I don't know what the breakdown is, but they're already way behind and they would be farther behind if the series S didn't exist. Almost certainly. And the crazy thing is they're both buying Nintendo. Right. Like, oh yeah. By, by leaps and bounds. That's not like, even close. That, that's gotta make you really angry. If, <laughs> if you were releasing and, a console and you're keeping up with this country, with this company that, that has a less powerful console than you in every way, their, their online service kind of sucks. Yes. It, like there's a lot of things that you can point out about the switch and go, yeah, but we have this. The thing is, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter, and and I wonder if not so much Sony because Sony is going to do what they do, uh, and and we're going to get a good uh, a what's the word? We're going to get a console for quote unquote gamers from Sony because that's what they've always done. They they've always released the beast. You know, right. you, if you pay for a PlayStation, you're going to get, you know, Primo. So so I'm wondering if um, either one of these companies, especially Microsoft, is looking at Nintendo and looking at Game Pass and all they have available going, we should go this route next time. And maybe make a console that is a hybrid portable, right? And something that can be docked, and which would not I mean, be surprising at, at all. At, look at exactly. This, I mean, That's what I was about to say. It would be surprising at all if we get the Xbox answer to the Steam Deck that is the Game Pass machine, right? That, right. Like you could sell it on that. I would buy it in a heartbeat, probably. <laughs> you know, like that's again a very uh, uh, alluring concept of having Game Pass on a portable device like that that can pump all that out. And, yeah. You know, like yes, absolutely, they could go that route. But they're obviously watching and listening, and that's why they're working their tails off to buy Activision Blizzard. That's their answer. They're like Microsoft is like, yeah, of course we're third place in in hardware sales because we're not, and this is what they're saying now. You know, like in retrospect, you could say whatever, but how they're framing it now is we're not a a, a console prioritated company. Consoles are important, but we're going to be services and software. That's what we're trying to do at this point, and and that's you know again. They're doing that because they haven't kept up on console sales. Yep. If they were doing what Nintendo was doing, they wouldn't do that stuff. Probably, I can't say that for sure. But it's—I mean—that's what they're doing. Their their business uh, approach is saying, "Okay, we're not. Somebody has to be last place in the console wars. It's us. So, what do we do differently to try to offset that fact and just continue to be last place in the console wars? Because honestly, let's be real honest about it. That's just one facet of gaming, like." you're not the best gaming company if you sell the most consoles right like that is one facet to gaming microsoft can be massively successful and always have the worst console or i don't even want to say the worst console qualitatively i want to say the lowest selling console on the market like they don't have to sell a billion xboxes to be successful 
they need to have their product out there. They need to be known. They need to have all the marketing and they need to be putting out software and services that people pay for. And they're on track for that. Now, again, whether or not how that you line that up with Nintendo and what they do and not having any kind of service oriented, like it's just the, the ways that each of these companies has kind of done different things is, is fascinating because it wasn't that way 15 or 20 years ago. It wasn't. And I don't know with every can't even see can't even say console generation at this point there is there is some potential that it's gonna flip like there was a while there when the 360 came out that it destroyed everything yeah and it didn't last as long as what we thought or they thought yeah it was going to sony caught on and corrected and now here we are and all of that can flip in a heartbeat um and the only one who seems <laughs> impervious to all of it is nintendo because they're gonna they're gonna do what they do and either it works or it doesn't and they really don't care yeah because at the end of the day it doesn't matter and and so <laughs> it's a very odd place to be, I think, because we we could be in a situation, we could be back in the Kevin Butler era, era <laughs> when Sony made a huge mistake and they had to backtrack and do a whole lot of stuff. And uh the 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 360 was looking real good for a while there, yeah. Um, that could happen again. It really could. Yeah. Um, and I, I, my thing about the service aspect of this, and I know we need to wrap, but but my thing about the service aspect of this is when do we get to the point that people say, "I'm tired of paying for services," because we have talked about multiple times how many different video streaming services there are out there. And I, a couple of weeks ago, I got Paramount Plus specifically to watch the first five Mission Impossible movies so I can go to the theater and see the new one because it's always cool to watch Tom Cruise run in a theater. <laughs> That's what Tom Cruise does. He runs full out like Forrest Gump on steroids <laughs> in a theater. That's enjoyable. I like it. Uh, and so I got Paramount Plus to catch up on those movies. Okay. I go uh, like right before you got here to cancel the free trial of Paramount Plus because I got through the movies and I'm done. And I go to hit cancel, and they're like, wait, don't cancel. We'll give you two free months. You don't have to cancel until October. And I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> um, and, 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 um, and that tells me that they and everybody else are having to work to try and keep the subscribers that they have because I think everybody is – Starting to get, to, I'm not going to say tired, but I think everybody is starting to get tired of, okay, I'm paying for this, and I'm paying for this, and I'm paying for this, and I, it, I'm really into it. 
while I'm watching that one show like The Last of Us or or yeah. or the new Star Trek on on Paramount or wherever it is, and then the rest of the time it just sits there. I really think people are getting tired. And I I wonder I wonder when we are going to get there with Game Pass because I said a couple of shows ago that the price hike is coming. Oh, yeah. And regardless of the price hike coming, I have a new PC coming. And so I'm fixing to pay $15 a month regardless so that you and I can stream in this room when you're here. I'm I'm fixing to pay that, and it might go up to $20 or $22, $23. When do people get to the point where they're like, yeah, no. This is what I say is people aren't going to get to the point where they don't do streaming services because streaming services are the product at this point, right? And like, it's the same as like, when do people stop buying video games because they're tired of playing video games? Well, never, because we're going to always want to play video games, right? It's just a matter of the access. And so it's not a question of the delivery insofar as I'm concerned, where like you're talking about Paramount Plus, you're not canceling Paramount Plus because you're tired of streaming services in general and you want no streaming services. You just are going to pay for different streaming services. Like you're going to pay for the ones that you find value in and not pay for the ones that you don't. Right. But you're not giving up streaming services, right? Like you're not considering giving up streaming services. I mean, how are you going to watch anything? I mean, are you going to get Dish? Cable? I I I give you that. I right? You like that. that's what I'm saying is, is that like, the the point is is that you have to have the best product in that market because that market is the way that people consume right now. Now that won't always be the case. Probably there's going to be something else. Once upon a time, it was cable. You know, you had this cable company or that cable company. If you were in a big enough town that you had options, <laughs> we grew up in a town that didn't have options, so you just had whatever right. you had cable. But anyways, what I'm saying is, streaming as far as movies, television, that kind of stuff, you're going to pay for something because that's how you get that service. Microsoft is trying to establish that this is also how you get games. And for a lot of us, I'm included in this, you're included in this because we pay for Game Pass. This is one of the ways we get games. Not the only way we get games. Just like you also go to the movie theater. Streaming isn't the only way that you get movies. But we have an expectation now of, you know, this streaming service as a part of how we approach this. So Microsoft's issue isn't people not wanting streaming services uh, in general. Microsoft's issue is making sure that they're the most appealing one. And right now they don't have a lot of competition. So it's pretty easy for them. Right. And they're trying to be established first so they can be that because going back to TV, Netflix was that for so long because Netflix jumped into that streaming world before anybody else did and was dominant in that for such a long time. But then everybody else kind of caught up and now Netflix isn't dominant. Nope. everybody's you know spread out just like you're saying you buy the service that has the content you want and then you stop paying for that service when you're done with that content you go i do the same thing all of us i think a lot of us are in that boat gaming could get to that point that you pick up game pass when starfield comes out because you want to play starfield and it's on game pass and so yeah. you don't have to go buy the game you just go buy you know do your uh three months, months of game yeah. pass and then you stop paying for it because then you go pick up playstation yeah. plus streaming whatever but you want but that. do you think that is just to piggyback on that, because you're 100% right. Do you, do you think, whether we're talking about TV or video games, do you think the current state of 
of what you just talked about of, okay, I'm done with that. I'm going to cancel this show or something. Go over here. Sure. Do you think that is sustainable in any long-term form? Uh, probably not because none of it is. Yeah. Right? Like, that's the thing. I mean, insofar as, like, technology is going to say, I don't know what the next thing is and how we're going to get this content. But streaming is still relatively new, you know, like, but things change all the time, you know, like, yep. and you don't have dish, you don't have cable because yeah. you now have streaming services. You well, have fast and, internet. That's what you pay for, you know. And, and, you, and I'm, I'm going to be like, my parents went totally streaming. When I moved out of my house, they went totally streaming. Yeah. And and when when they, when I go back there, I'm going to go back there tomorrow because my aunt uh, takes weekends off and that's cool. I get to go home, hang out with the folks for a couple of days. But they struggle when I'm home and on the internet connection. And, sure. And they're trying to stream. And, and that's one thing about my house is that being here like, I stream everything all the time in like four different rooms and I don't even skip a bit. Like, of course, the, the internet is again, the bandwidth we talk about all, all the time on this show. Bandwidth is everything. It's, yes. It's the, it's everything. But your parents stream fine when you're not there. Yeah. Right. Mostly. 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 Yeah. My, my mother-in-law gave up uh dish. Uh, which I never thought would happen. It was just crazy. Like yeah. she just said, okay, I'm done with it. They're annoying. I want yeah. just streaming at our family ranch that is on Starlink internet because it's so far out in the middle of nowhere. And Starlink yeah. internet is the best internet by far <laughs> we've ever had out there, but it's still not very good compared to yeah. fiber, what we have or whatever, you know, like it's still very, very slow internet relatively, but it's all streaming and it's annoying because like it stops and it buffers and you can't watch stuff smoothly and seamlessly or whatever, but it works and it yeah. works well enough to not have to pay, you know, however many hundreds of dollars for dish a month and, and deal with whatever customer service and all that kind of stuff. The things have turned people off from traditional cable and, and satellite TV. Like you don't have to deal with that. So like right. you kind of go, okay, well that part of it kind of sucks, but this part of it's really great. And, and you kind of make amends with it. And I think that's what most people at this point, because if we can, have streaming services work mostly well at the family ranch that is literally in the middle of nowhere. It, it, it is way like out we there. We are at the point that for yeah. video service that works now, I could never stream games down there yet. That's yeah. a long way away. Um, so the game conversation that we care more about is a little bit different. But I'm just saying we talk about bandwidth all the time, and bandwidth is so important. But it's almost something we don't need to talk about anymore because it's almost, not quite, but almost to the point that it is an issue for only a very small handful of people. And not that those people don't matter. I want high-speed internet for everybody as much as we can. Right. But most people listening to our voices right now can get internet that's going to stream games fine. Yeah, and and I think, and I think about my parents and your mother-in-law and and those people that are really striking out there, they they don't understand what the difference is when you go from what they're doing to come here. You turn on TV, you don't even think about it. It just it just works. And if yeah. if if you and I are recording content in another room, it still works. And if if I'm downloading a an eighty gig 
uh, Cyberpunk update, <laughs> right. it still works. Like, like by far, if you have the ability, it is the most comfortable way to run a household that there is. And I cannot express to people, especially older people as an IT guy, you need as much speed with as good of a ping time as you could possibly get. And here's why. And you don't realize that until you sit in it for a couple of months. Sure. And it's like, you know, because my dad, for example, where they're about to move is in the middle of nowhere, right? Like it's there's there's nothing where they're about to go, but they have fiber. It's slower fiber than what I've got. Sure. And and my dad makes me laugh because I asked him, I said, uh, is the fiber working well at the farm? And he's like, yeah, it's great. Just uh, just that 125 freaking bucks. And I'm like, you know, at this point, I'm going to pay my fiber company whatever to get that service that works, you know? Yeah. Like I, we were talking yesterday about the fact that your service has not gone up, and I'm a little jealous because mine did this year, and I'm gonna have to renegotiate that next. Yeah. But and so I'm a little jealous, but I'm not that jealous because it always just works. Yes, and that is world changing. Yes, that's the key. So. All that said, we've gone a little bit longer uh, than we uh, anticipated, which is See, good. you thought we were going to run out of stuff. We know how to do this. No, we need yeah. stuff, which we had, which was great. Yeah. It worked out perfectly. So, um, yeah, there we go. Uh, I was going to mention one other thing. I don't remember what it was. So, no, uh, uh, Microsoft has a pizza controller. Go look that up. What? <laughs> that is the show notes. What? Uh, they have a pizza controller. It, it, it doesn't look like pizza. It smells like pizza. Uh, it was a thing for uh, a promo thing for the new Ninja Turtles movie. Did you know this new Ninja Turtles? I'm yes, I did. Stuff, I've like, seen the. Uh, pre- have you not seen the? I've previous? seen one or two, uh, two of them, but I I still don't remember it until like somebody says. Apparently, it's pretty good. So it, you know, it looks a little weird. It does. It's a different kind of style. Like they're trying to do the Spider Verse kind of thing. Yes. Of, it doesn't look exactly like Spider Verse, but they're trying to be. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, if you want a controller that will emit a pizza smell, you can enter to win one from Microsoft. I don't know if it's drawing's probably over at this point. But somebody, if you have a pizza controller from Microsoft, let us know. I'm really curious about it. You have like this little dropper of stuff. You got to put in like the pizza essence and then it like mists out like essential oils into your room smelling like pizza. So here's my question about pizza controller. Can, can you order pizza using the pizza controller? That's, that's what I, I mean, that's what you really need to do. Because that what would game be- was, oh, it was Skyrim, wasn't it? That Skyrim had a mod that you could order Domino's yep. inside yep. of. <laughs> that's right. Oh, we talked about years ago. Good times. So yeah, that's a weird way to end this show. But, um <laughs> We're having a good time. We're gonna go play some games. We got uh, we got about uh, a little less than twenty four hours left here, uh, and and we're going to use every single second in front of a uh, screen with some sort of uh, beverage in our hand. Yes, uh, and, and we're gonna have a good time. We hope you're enjoying this content. There will be more. I don't know when he's going to be back, but he has to come back because we still have work to do. Yes. Um, so we're, we're, we're excited. We're having a good time. We hope you are too. If we're missing something, if there's something that we need to bring up, 
please let us know. Yeah. Because we're, we're kind of in our own little worlds over here, and we know we miss a lot of stuff. So please send us email, gamingunsensored.gmail.com, or the voicemail line at 509-GAME-210. Believe it or not, that still works, as <laughs> yes, far as I know. As far as so we know. Send us a voicemail, let us know what's going on. Other than that, there is the Facebook, there is the Twitter. You know where it's all out. Come and join us. Have a good time. We are the idiots explaining entertainment only on GamingUncensored.com. And we are out. is brought to you by Colonel Duff. Duff, helping a random handicapped guy in the middle of nowhere. Only on Gaming Uncensored.